Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. I'm, am I George Weedman? <laughs> Are you? I think I am. Yes. Usually I am. Aren't you Bunny? You're not. You're, you're Jimmy Belikoff. I am also Bunny. We also have <laughs> Mad Visual as usual, but also this week is is another um, um, transient scavenger from the Zaibatsu is, is with us. Wooly is uh, following up on the same message I sent Matt, and he's in here. Hello, Wooly. How are Hello. you? Hello. I've invaded. I've invaded like a Dark Souls character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glowing red. I'm here to steal your souls. What's going on? Right. That's a... Uh... That's a unique guesting um, perspective that we can have. And and I don't know. I mean, I'm all about the jolly cooperation, though. Usually, usually we don't get in fights with guests. They tend to uh, make it out, make it out alive. Although, I don't know. There was there was that one time where where the fucking satchel. <laughs> ah, satchel. Mm, mm. I still I got- I'm still don't have him on my forgiveness list. Well, hopefully we can get along, but if we don't, I've got some really good items to drop, so you can have <laughs> hey at it. I mean, if we didn't manage to get into a fist fight last week when literally everybody disagreed on the witness, I think we'll be fine this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is, oh, this is something boy. we could actually go into, because I remember um, when Matt was here, we were all just kind of starting. Jimmy and Matt were way more into it than I was, but I think at that point, no one had beaten it, actually, or am I no, wrong No, I was that? like... Five hours in max. Uh, I'm like 30 now. Well, uh, we might be able to like re retread some of that ground because oh, guess yeah, what yeah. I played? <laughs> Did you beat it? Um, I, I don't know what you Not guys yet. have thought about it. I haven't okay. been listening to the podcast, and I didn't know if 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 you guys got in fights like we did in here. I'm prepared to just quietly sit by while while people hate it if need be. <laughs> we we didn't get into any fights, but Pat did report to me. That apparently our our favorite lovable curmudgeon George hates the witness <laughs> and everything that's fun in the world. So, oh my god, do you like it? I love it. Oh my god. Oh my god, you're crazy. I love Thank it. Thank the Lord. And and the, the, we just took a moment to all like guffaw when he's like, Yeah, apparently Bunny hates the witness. And we're like, Of course he hates it. Uh, <laughs> uh, why do so, you guys think I hate everything fun? The witness is not fun. The witness is math homework. No, it's not. There's nothing math about it. It's you know, geometry uh, oh homework. There you go. I'm 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 somewhere in between where I Ma- hate math. that I love it. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like Simon, I hate the witness. And then I beat I like beat the you know, finally figure out the puzzle. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I'm just an idiot. I think and I feel Matt- so much satisfaction from it that I keep <laughs> yeah. going. And then it happens again. And See, I hate it again. And then I beat it. So I love that I love that we run the spectrum though, because George just couldn't stand it. 
I it's it's like but I also guaranteed. I I still respect it at least. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like on our <laughs> on our enjoyment, like you didn't like it at all. Like you didn't have a good time. You probably wouldn't recommend it. I complete opposite. Still very seriously like probably game of the year for me. Right. Um, and then Matt Visual right in the middle, like just the the everyman, like the the, the yeah. working man's opinion, where like. Yeah, it's frustrating for several reasons, but I like it for several reasons. And have, have yeah. you, have so you all finished that it? experience? Yeah, uh, yes. I, I have. I have finished it, and I'm moving towards trying to 100 percent it to complete Ooh. it. Okay, you are a better man than I am. I was. I was literally at 3:55 p.m. George was like, "I'm going to be right back and grab some coffee, and then we'll start." And I was like, "Cool!" And I opened the witness to play a bit more. So. And then at 4 p.m. we started the podcast. So was I'm it just you at, staring at a, a puzzle for the next 30 minutes until we started the podcast? Yeah, there's <laughs> I've, I've gotten to the, the deep levels of obtuse John Blow shit to where I'm just like, <laughs> I, I look at everything and I'm like, this is slightly broken on one side. Does that indicate something i still and haven't I just look around i still haven't looked at the ground hard enough or whatever the hell you're supposed to do for the stupid oh, leaf monastery thing okay I yeah i was just texting you about no I, I did I, exactly i did oh okay i, I have i haven't beaten it so right, right, careful right. careful careful I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, oh okay the uh, the rest of the podcast will tell you that i'm an absolute stickler with Spoilers. spoilers. Okay. We still haven't fully talked about Undertale in any capacity. Okay, <laughs> understood. Understood. Totally. I understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, I mean, if you want to talk about it from like a ground level, like without going into detail, yes, like, yeah, you can very much do that. Well, I just feel that like it's it's a game that I mean, it, I'm sure I'm just going over what what others have said before me, possibly on this podcast, but it, it's just a game where it's. Like Liam for phrased it in a way where he said it, it's a challenge from John Blow to you, and yeah. it feels like you're. Yeah. It totally feels like you're battling him. You know, <laughs> like it feels like a mental like duel, and it's fantastic because you're doing these puzzles, and you know sometimes the solution is the same, but the rules are different, and you're learning from it. And it feels like every time you get stuck, you should be able to like wheel the mouse around to look behind you and just have him, Jonathan Blow, sitting in a chair, staring at you, watching <laughs> yeah. your every move, judging you, you know? And when you yeah. eventually do overcome it and like you solve whatever the, the convoluted language it's trying to teach you is for that particular string of puzzles, you feel like the smartest person in the world. Yeah. yeah. You this- feel like, like John Blow picked up his like two fingers of neat whiskey and like kind of like nodded slightly in your direction <laughs> you oh. know like the sense of triumph is so strong and it's it and it really is just like oh it's a, it's a series of puzzles and you just walk from one to the other and the environment doesn't seem to be like even uh important or necessary until you find out that it kind of is for mm. reasons that you discover right um because otherwise this could have just been like you know puzzle two next on a menu Right. You know, yeah. But they chose to make it an open, large environment that you discover and walk around in. And like that does a lot for it. And and not just for the, the you know, the crazy unveiling of things that you discover as you play, but also because the ability to like go fuck this area and everything it stands for. I'm walking over here <laughs> when you get frustrated is really yeah. satisfying. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. There was definitely a lot of moments when I did that, especially we were talking about this last week a bit where you like the town in the middle yeah, where yeah. like 
if you happen to stumble upon that, like in the beginning of the game, yeah, yeah, in the beginning, you're just like, what the fuck is all this shit? Like puzzle pieces and like colored stars and like, oh, yeah, fucking all kinds of shit. And it's just so overwhelming. And then you're just like, I can't even do one of these. And you just wander off into a different area. And then you're like, oh. It's the basic version of that. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I wandered into the town as the secondary, as my second area. <laughs> yeah. Same. And I was just, I, I was in for a rude awakening, did what damage I could and went, clearly I am not meant to be here yet, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then wandered back out. And, and yeah, like I, you can definitely tell that, you know, like he, what is it? Eight years he spent just yep. fine tuning, tweaking, making sure that everyone can wander in the right way and still find their way to the, the finishing line. Yeah. Um, even if you don't complete all the puzzles, like, I, I don't know what to say. It's just, it's just pure and, uh, it's just jo- a joy to play, man. Mm. It, um, it, it, it feels good when you, you kind of learn, like he teaches you some, some of the puzzles are, are taught very well. Some others I, I will disagree with, but like some of them, it just kind of clicks because I guess you. I don't know the way he explained it just clicks with you and you just you just kill these puzzles and you feel amazing for it mm-hmm. you know and I I've never felt like this one like yeah this is you, you, you kind of feel like that like oh no one no one went through this puzzle as fast as I did <laughs> you know and then you know you find a puzzle that really like takes you for a run oh yeah um, can I can I take yeah. a guess as to why bunny hates it <laughs> go for it <laughs> okay now, George, just from, mm-hmm. from what we know, from what we know, mm-hmm. and I'm not not to characterize too much, but if if I had to take a guess, I would assume that, uh, in your opinion, there's not enough carrot, um, so that when they're trying to string you along to the next puzzle, you don't feel incentivized, and I, I and I'm guessing that completing a puzzle for the sake of completing it is not enough, uh. Of did, a reason did, to did continue. Did you watch the the video? I didn't. I okay, have because no, that's I've, pretty much yeah what what I say. I'm taking a wild stab in the dark too. And and this is why I say that I respect it. Like I see a lot of like similarities between the way the witness is laid out and the way like Dark Souls One is laid out, where you mm-hmm. can easily from the very beginning of the game wander into a place you're not supposed to be until the end of the game, and and it's just like this series of of masochistic challenges presented to you <laughs> in in a nonlinear order. But there's something so incredibly unsatisfying about just like clicking like you were saying puzzle number one that lights up a a next panel it's glued to on top of puzzle number two as opposed to like bashing a big dumb giant with a huge club that that, that's super slow and huge and i don't know like like there's there wasn't a carrot at the end of the stick for me i was really really bad at the kind of puzzles it was focusing on all the areas i did unlock were the kind of puzzles that focused almost exclusively on the um on on just whatever was inside the puzzle board i saw a huge a huge amount of of wasted potential if the game focused more so on environmental gimmicks than than just like logic on the back of a of a cereal box kind of puzzles i mean bashing open a giant with uh, a character that type of game generally you will your carrot is that the next giant you have to go bash, you'll feel tougher and stronger and have a better weapon or something like that. I'll, There'll be a sense of like leveling up. Also, right? 
I don't know what's weird about me in particular, but I don't I didn't feel smart playing the witness. I felt dumb. And once I finished a puzzle that had stumped me, I just hmm. felt like, oh, maybe I'm not as dumb as a complete and utter <laughs> moron. Maybe I'm just only slightly okay. a bit of a moron. Well, wh- where I was going with that, because like, yeah, that that feeling you're describing that uh, I guess was absent for you, that's supposed to replace the feeling of leveling up and progressing. And that's kind of supposed to be your carrot, I found, is the fact that you've internalized a, a new rule set and Learning. you've yeah. learned. Yeah, you feel like you, the player, has gotten stronger, better. You know, mm. and like, and you're more ready to tackle the challenge, the next challenge, kind of thing. And um, I, I feel like you sh- also there's a certain mood you need to be in to play the witness for a long period of time. You can't, you definitely can't be in the same mood you'd want to be in to play um something action oriented or like heavily competitive. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's this, you'd want to be in the same mood you'd be in playing like an MMO or something where you're kind of just like, I want to stimulate my brain right now for a while passively. Mm-hmm. And the town is level 90 and, you know, you're going in there as a level one. You're going to get your yeah. ass beat. And yeah, yeah, and you're just you're just going to do your raids or your dailies or whatever the kind of thing is. Like it's it's a little bit of that mentality. But, you know, or, or like sitting with your Sunday morning crossword. Right. <laughs> and filling it out with your pipe and slippers. And then, you you know, and then when you put it down, you feel satisfied and then you will you start your day. OK, you know, it's Oops, it's sorry. funny that you mentioned it like that just because like. When the game came out and I, I was like doing my my like daily bits of playthrough before I like got to like work stuffs, it was literally like I'd wake up, make myself like some black tea and then like have like a like a steaming hot mug of black tea and just like get into this like zone in like a dark room in the morning before like the like hustle of the workday begins and just like a relaxing little like witness yeah man escapade and then like i'd finish it and then i'd go back to work and everything okay like if if he could have released this game to newspapers i'm sure he would (laughs) have i i i think the reason why like because trying to review the witness you you have this you have this time limit and we talked about this last time and i think Mm. like I remember george george was um we were both kind of on like a time schedule to finish the witness and I know George was like later than I was, right? Because I remember we were mm. in a Skype group, and he, you know, like trying to rush through the witness, it drives yeah. you mad a little bit. Um, yeah, that's, you know, that's if, not it's not the best way to experience right. it. If you're playing like you know a couple hours a day or whatever, and you take breaks, then it's a, it's a little bit easier. Go, go on, George. You were going to say something. Hear me out for another point, and this sure. is why I don't think I want to 100 percent the game at all, and that yeah. is the way the map is is built or rather how little of the map is built after getting out of the first intro keep and then getting stumbled at the very, very first black and white segregation puzzles, which, which I stopped at and gave up at. And uh, that's how bad I am at this sort of thing. I ran around the Island in a circle and saw pretty much everything. And the big carrot at the end of the stick, if it's not like some arbitrary numbers increasing on a character select screen or a really stupid story like i think when when it comes down to me i'm a very exploratory kind of video gamer like i want to explore new places and more often than not what happens when you solve a puzzle in the witness is that another board lights up right next to the previous one that wasn't lit up rather than a gate opening up to a new area which does happen but i like not enough you you can easily mm. tour all of the game in the first hour uh 
First, first off, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm saying that in a joking tone because I, I do respect what I do respect that that's how you feel about it. That that's like what the world seems like. But one of my biggest things that I like about the island in particular is the use of space because, and it's it's not a thing where I can be like like. Well, you just have to experience it like me, because obviously, like that's that that means nothing. Like I can't tell you to enjoy it more. But in in how I've played the game and how far I am now, and I'm on this like this hunt to find everything, I have found things like passages, doors, like whole pathways to like areas that existed in between areas that I've already gone to. That just like like literally, there was a place where I had walked by maybe 15 times because it's like a big path to get between two of the areas. And like one time I was walking there and there was just a big ass door. And I was like, where the fuck did this big ass door come from? Did I just miss this? And I explored like a whole cave that I just didn't know existed. And that was like yesterday. Hmm. And it's, I don't know. they The sense of optical illusion on the island, I think is super strong because... If you if you ever decide to like pick it up and, and keep going with it, George, uh, there's a place that is characterized by a lot of bamboo. Uh, it's like a bamboo kind of forest area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That with, with the weird is, alien tree. Yes. Uh, there are paths in there that I didn't discover until like 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 I said last week, like there you just like you can just walk by complete areas in there where it's just like oh yeah it's very well hidden and maybe it's too hidden but if you suddenly start knowing where to go you like turn up into this like oh here's a rock that's slightly more green and you just like oh and it leads me to a whole new place like it's it's pretty crazy i like i said sometimes it might all be too hidden and i do agree that some of the some of the teaching stuff is a bit obtuse but i just enjoy that kind of puzzle i enjoy puzzles that are like it's not what you thought when you first started the puzzle. And I'm like, oh, it's not. Yeah, that's why I started off by saying some people are going to play this game and they're going to be like, what is this? You're just drawing yeah. lines. There's not enough variety. Yeah. It's not missed. Blah, blah, blah. And they're not they're going to miss kind of the point. And there's there's a lot there and there's a lot of secrets that oh, I found. And yeah, Georgia, uh, did you like Braid? Yeah. Did yeah, you I, I did it all in one evening too, which okay. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I don't know Braden. if that's a, that's apples and oranges. It's a much 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 smaller game in comparison. No, no, certainly, but no, no. That that's not the question. The question is, did you like the stars in Braid? I did not go for the stars. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, because it's not the the comparison to me is not Braid. It's the it's the stars is a more apt. Uh, uh, comparison between that and I witness. did not give a shit about the stars. <laughs> well, yeah. and there we go. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing is I I never invested enough to actually f- get them. Uh, I got the two that like pretty much everybody who knows about the stars they they know where they are. Uh-huh. Uh The the two hour one and the, the, the cloud bridge. Yeah, the cloud bridge and the uh, the overworld one. Yeah, but. Um, I did find one on my own one one time, but I couldn't get it. And okay. Like I, it was like in reach, but I couldn't get it. But like, there is a significantly less driving force behind getting the stars than there is the puzzle pieces because literally it's like 
hey, there's a thing in my game, but I'm not going to tell you about it. And when you get it, you get nothing. There's no achievement. No. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. The, satis- the satisfaction is like you delved into my mind and like, yes, like unearthed this thing that I hid specifically for you to find. Which I respect. And I respect that the witness yeah. trims all the fat, all nope. the like superficial yep. bullshit of video games away from its like core challenge. It's just the core challenge is not for me. Right. Okay. That's that's completely yeah. fair, I think. Because the star is like, yeah, it's there's no extrinsic value there. It's just it's straight up what you have in the game for no reward for your own self satisfaction. Uh same as you, I kind of delved into it as far as I could. I didn't go for all of them, but I thought it was super fascinating that they were there. Mm-hmm. Um the Cloud Bridge in particular screwed me over because I didn't have a wireless a wired controller at the time. <laughs> so it just I couldn't possibly do it without it the controller turning off constantly and it was just silly. But yeah. anyway, um yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the appreciation for that type of content goes into like the witness and, and you know the ability to sort of deal with what Jonathan Blow is asking you to do. Yeah, I, I found it fascinating. There it's not the same in any way but uh there are other like things like the stars that i not not to that depth but stuff like that that i found in the witness that it makes me uneasy that there are things that are more hidden than braid stars Mm -hmm. like there's some almost (laughs) like what i consider to be like overtly saying like just part of the game where it almost like overtly tells you like there's there's a lot of hidden shit and it might be really obtuse and mm-hmm. i'm like i want 100 percent this game yeah but i have a feeling that there's going to be like a two years later kind of thing where it's like kotaku headline some guy finds the deepest secret of the witness or something and it's like cryptography and oh god fucking, is it yeah, gonna be yeah. like like fez where the final puzzle is just on no one ever gets it <laughs> or or I, I don't know or, i've never actually done the 64 oh you you're talking about the like the very end stuff there's of, a of huge fez. black monolith it. in fez that no one's figured out how to unlock yeah. that or yeah. the the undertale stuff that requires not playing the game <laughs> oh oh yeah, yeah there we're entering a strange brave new world where you know, PC games that don't have to deal with console compliance stuff can. Well, I mean, Braid is a console game. It was a console game, but I mean, still, like with Undertale, the fact that there was all kinds of just you're. Wait, is this still a video game? There's a yeah. couple of moments of that, and uh, yeah, like I, I feel like you know, um, oh God, what was the other one? Sorry, uh, the Beginner's Guide. Mm. Uh, did I don't know if any of you guys had a chance I to try that, that out? Yeah. I yeah. never played it. I, I know about it, though. I know, like, what it's about. Yeah, yeah. that's a, sort of another strange thing where you're just like, what am I playing? Is it play? Is this what am I doing? I'm experiencing something. Right. And, and, it, and it, it's very strange and it's a, an odd feeling, but I kind of like it. It's new and it's different. And I, I want to see where, you know, like games go with this kind of content. The yeah. achievements list of the Stanley Parable was one of the great moments of the 21st century. <laughs> Like uh, some of the Steam achievements, I don't know if if you know about this, but um, well, I think one of them is play the game on a Tuesday. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Quit right. the Stanley Parable, then open it again. <laughs> I, I I don't I am I'm a fan of like the fuck you to achievements that like we sometimes get. Yeah. From projects Do not like play that. the game for five years without deleting the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that one? Eight, 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 eight. Enter eight into the keypad eight times. <laughs> achievement. This is an achievement. Turn yeah. the achievement on in the options menu or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Okay, but besides the witness, we've talked about the witness for three weeks. Is there any right. other yes, any I'm- other what 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 do we want to talk about this video games? Anyone? Uh, <laughs> you sounded exciting. Well, I, you well, sounded no, excited. I, yeah, I, I, I again, I, I got the feeling that I was coming into a, 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 an almost tired conversation with this, so I definitely didn't mean to drag that. Um, no, 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 it's not. like I, I think we're not very traditional here. None of us play like a, a substantial amount of new games. Like, okay. I guess yeah. like George might be the one who plays the most. I, I spent the games, past but... week trying to play Tomb Raider 2013 and could not get into it i'm having a real hard time <laughs> the, the moms are not doing it for you the i i <laughs> it's it's and the constant like impaling and and the the yeah, smashing yeah. like mm, holy yeah. shit laura just just keeps going after like going through some some something that that would have like killed rambo three times over <laughs> Um, I, I get like video games are supposed to follow like different rules in, in games and cutscenes. In games, she could smack into spiky things all the time and be fine. But in cutscenes, you expect there to be like a little bit more restraint. It's it's really weird <laughs> and highlights the the different rules that video game cutscenes follow compared to regular gameplay. It's Laura. It's Laura Croft. You know, she's I, like the mm-hmm. the the woman, the badass from you know like the nineties and, and stuff. And one of yeah. the first uh, scenes mm-hmm. has you wrestling your way out of a trap and then falling onto a spiky pole and i was like oh i thought i failed and then no she just like gets back up wipes the blood out of her bleeding internal organs and keeps on going and and well, i played she, a, she, yeah yeah, yeah. A limp she walks with a limp for right like after that part. 30 seconds <laughs> and then she's done i was watching a scene last night where she was uh dragging a friend to safety and yep. while she was dragging him she was putting pressure on an arm that had a huge open gash on it <laughs> and i was uh, just like no, mm-hmm. you can't use that arm. At least, like, use the other arm. Well, so, what happened to just enjoying video games, George? I don't know. Video- I made a I, YouTube channel. <laughs> God. I, uh, I don't know how much I can say here, but if you keep going through that game and eventually do uh, hit some kind of conclusion, you may or may not see my name in the credits. Uh, <laughs> Were you testing oh, it? Yes. Uh, cool. I've I've done a t- I've done extensive uh, compliance work on this game, and so like I totally I hear what you're saying and I take it to heart a lot, especially since I've seen more of it than anyone can ever know. <laughs> um, but I can say that like uh, it's a direction for the franchise all in all that I think is a good idea. I think that. Um, I'm not sure how far you got into it. Not but... very. Only like four hours in, I think. Maybe three, actually. Okay. Because it kind of goes a couple places. And overall, like Camilla Luddington does a pretty good job being the new Lara Croft, uh, I find. Um, but its its biggest flaw to me is the fact that this whole time you're going with the story is based on her being isolated. She's on an island and you have to survive, get your friends together. And there's this creepy cult group that's trying to do something. Who knows what? And you got to get away from them. Um, and that would have been way more effective if you were on an island with like 30 other guys, maybe. But the fact that, you know, probably at the point you're at in the game, four hours in, you might have I headshotted have already killed 200 people. people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, if you, you can easily just slaughter your way through to the end. And it's just kind of like, 
this isn't a remote island at all. There was like <laughs> a massive colony of dudes here. And like, I just murdered everyone. Um, and, and, and it's, it's just interesting because the original, uh, you'll see some stuff that happens, um, fairly soon, actually, that kind of hints at where this game originally was, was supposed to go. This was, it was originally, originally supposed to be a, a very survival horror, horror. type game. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think I would have liked that better like uh, the big problem i'm having is that it just doesn't feel like like it has its real own identity gameplay wise it is like the star example of a video i made a year ago that, that i think was called game design trends in modern triple something like that and i talked about the evil within like i was really looking forward to the evil within and i wanted to play the evil within and i played the evil within and i was like wow this is like a whole lot of other games coming out and that it's survival horror is is like a flavor applied to the same kind of like modular action genre that seems mm-hmm. to be fitting on everything else right now and that's what's weird about playing tomb raider 2013 now two or two going on three years later is that mm-hmm. it feels <laughs> it's reminding me the most of the evil within <laughs> it, it oh. was yeah it, there was a lot more survival horror in it and and they just di- and they dialed it back uh, mm. and gotten rid of most of the, like, uh, fantastical elements, but they kept a bunch of them. But it still um, would work, like an RE4-style shoulder shooter setup. It just kind of ended up getting... that that You had strafing to that, so it's not tank controls. You had QTE, mm-hmm. so your character is, like, really versatile and powerful and can just shrug off getting stabbed by a rusty pole in the very beginning. This and, visceral um, death cutscenes as well. Like really, really brutal which, which stuff. Looks like RE4, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And uh that's that's a little uh depressing. I mean I hear that that Rise got a whole made a, a lot of improvements on the system and also kind of found its own identity, but that's what's most striking to me was like, wow, this feels very 2013. Mm. What what is uh, I'll give it credit for this the uh, the scoot into roll button I think is fantastic and I wish every game had that uh, it's it's basically like you have a roll like you would in you know any other kind of action game to uh, evade but mm-hmm. you have to double tap it to get the roll and when you tap it once she kind of goes into a, like a little baseball slide yeah and then you roll from that so you kind of get like an extended. Uh, uh, sense of uh, an extended amount of in- invincibility frames for a moment if you time it just right, and it's that's a really fun element. Try that again because I do remember the baseball slide button. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to put on the dodge button, but I did not know you roll if you press it twice. Yeah, it, it's kind of like an advanced roll sort of feature, and I, I thought okay. that was pretty cool. But in any case, it's it, it's uh, leaps and bounds over where Tomb Raider was going just before that. Which is because it is a very different direction, like hard M <laughs> after yeah. like this, this fairly lighthearted franchise about going on wacky uh, uh, King Kong style adventures. All of a sudden, <laughs> everyone's chopping each other up and cursing at each other. And and it's it's so gray and dreary and rainy. And it's uh, th- which, which makes it the second time Tomb Raider's gone for a dark, gritty reboot. They did Angel of Darkness yeah, yeah, but yeah, in, in 2002, mm. which was still T, I think. I think it was anyway. But but now they've got like uh, set pieces like uh, Uncharted to, to go off of. And uh, in, in the second one, they, they start taking um, references from Last of Us as well. So y- you can definitely tell they're pulling in from the outside world to try and reinvent Tomb Raider. But. Again, I I feel like you know by the end of the experience, it's it's not that bad. And one thing 
uh, you definitely want to do. I don't know if you will continue this, but if you do, uh, play the optional tomb dungeons because like there's no actual tombs in the game that you have to solve. Uh, but they're they're all little optional places, but they're some of the best content. Okay. It's just pu- it's just yeah, room that's, solving that's what puzzles. Matt was saying a couple the, weeks ago that they that for Rise of the Tomb Raider they decided not to tack on a useless stupid multiplayer mode and instead get the other collaborating team to just make more optional dungeons, which turned out to be his favorite dungeons. And I was like, wow, I like that direction in in game development management. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, mm. it's it's great. And and like those optional dungeons, even they're in the, they're in the first one too, and they're they're pretty good. Um, so, you know, take your, take your time with that. If you happen to, uh, continue with this and if you don't, that's fine too. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you go check out those credits, you'll see, (laughs) sorry, I'll look for (laughs) Wooly in the credits and Liam is in there as well. Uh, so anyway, what else, what else we got? Uh, I played Sonic 3. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Is that a pirate game? I didn't know it was a pirate game, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, just thought. How how is how is Sonic Three? It's bad. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. <laughs> Do it just just Sonic did the Hedgehog Three. So- Sonic the Hedgehog Three. Oh, the game. Jeez, oh. wow. Okay, okay. Is that the <laughs> one with the, the casino spring that everyone got yeah. stuck on as a kid? Yeah. yeah. And the and Michael the, Jackson music. Yeah. yeah. Including everyone's favorite song. Go 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 go. That's like. I don't even remember what what's what area that was. They all bled together in the end to me, but fucking some some place where I felt like I was going backwards half the time, but I somehow ended up at the end of the level. Uh, there's a song that just has a sample of a guy saying go that's louder than every other part of the song, and it just plays the whole time, like in like a rhythm. Amazing. Like it's supposed to be like a well, drum sample, but this, it's just a guy saying go. Isn't this also the one with the like 3D Mode 7 style minigame where you're running around a globe that... Yeah, it's actually the best part of the yeah, game. Yeah, I really, I, I like that one, I think. I mean, I guess I'd have to go back and play it, but that was my favorite uh, old it, Sonic game. It wishes it was Mode 7, but yeah. <laughs> not, it was not. blast processing. Yeah. I uh, I had the worst time, and I never want to play that game again. So it doesn't hold up? Uh, Well, many people will disagree with me when I say that, no, it doesn't hold up, and it's terrible. But, okay, I also don't like know, the witness, so we're even. Yeah. <laughs> go go back. It's like five bucks on Steam to buy wow. the the Sonic 3 Genesis I, simulator I version. Shoot. I can't wait to make good on that video idea. Reviewing the first level of every mainline Sonic. That's game. not fair because that's the only level in that game that wasn't the worst. <laughs> that means it's gonna there's, be a fun uh, video to make. There's no there's a level in Sonic 3 where it's like the whole thing is ice. <laughs> Everything is blue. All the enemies are also blue. Oh, fucking! I never got that far. I'm not. I'm gonna stop before I go too far, and then we lose a lot of viewers because I just what? really, I could not believe that everyone was like, "It's the best one." And then when I was doing bad, people were like, "It gets better when you memorize the levels." And I'm like, "Every game gets fucking better when you memorize the levels." <laughs> like fucking Dark Souls gets easier and more fun when you like know what's going on. Like fuck. If you okay. do. If you if you still have those urges and you feel like cleansing that palate, might I suggest Freedom Planet? That's 
my whole Twitch chat was saying that when I was playing. <laughs> Every new person who came in was like, you seem to be hating this. You might like Freedom Planet. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. That's the the like indie one that kind of was in the vein of yeah. Sonic games, right? Yeah, it came off of a kind of, there was a bit of a collaboration project to have a bunch of fan-made Sonic games. Mm-hmm. And this was like the result of one. And it ended up being so good that it, it ran a crowdfunding campaign, uh, made its f- mark, and then... Uh, yeah, we, we took a look at it on our channel and it was supposed to be just a quick half an hour video uh-huh. and we just didn't stop recording. Nice. <laughs> and we turned this uh, one off into a full LP because we couldn't pull ourselves away from the, the game. It was that amazing. Wow. Um, and yeah, like uh, they just announced the second one is going to be coming out in 2017. And there's just there's so much going on in these games that it's like. This is absolutely what Sonic wishes it could be today. <laughs> you know, every modern yeah. Sonic game wishes it was on this point at this level. And and uh, it has like there's a story with lots of voice acting and extra stuff in there that, you know, if you are down for that, that's cool. But you can also just pick an arcade mode and just sort of play classic stage to stage uh, uh, to boss sort of gameplay. And huh. if you have any love for old Sonic and also uh a little bit of mega man and a little bit of mario and just you know like yeah uh, in general um also um rocket knight there's some rocket knight love in there if you have any <laughs> oh, of that in- yeah. if you have any of that inside of you absolutely grab this and try it out did any I, of you guys I might have to do it one day ever play the sonic rush games on ds yeah, yeah. No. those actually weren't bad Absolutely, they were yeah, quite that, all right. <laughs> that's like that was the first thought that came to mind when I was going to say, "Oh, you can just go play Sonic Rush to cleanse the palate." But <laughs> even better than Sonic Rush was was uh, uh, Freedom Planet. The the Sonic Rush games they actually made use of the two screens and the 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 rush button was well done. Like all in all, yeah, they were fun, man. The the thing that I kept saying that I caught myself saying again and again when playing was like, I don't think I'd be having as bad of a time right now if there was like three minor things that they cleaned up because like my big problems were like oh all the like the levels kind of bleed so like this level that you could be spending eight minutes in everything seems to look like you're in the same place the whole time like that was my big problem but like if they pulled the screen out and just zoomed out a little bit if they put spin dash and jump on two different buttons i think it would be pretty fun or like at least i wouldn't have been like hating playing it because there were so many things where it was like i jumped when i meant to spin dash why why on a controller that had three buttons did you choose to use only one yeah um and there's like minor things that just built up into this experience that i just couldn't stand also the reason that i stopped playing the game was i got to the end of flying battery zone which is the worst by the way and uh the end of the level like the ship that you're in crashes but you're on this platform just stand in there chilling and uh, if you happen to be standing there towards the center of the stage, you just get hit for free because Eggman drops out from nowhere with no indication. And I just got hit and died. And I was like, cool. Thanks. I'm not games. playing this again. Yeah. Um, so last but not least, <laughs> I hate I I didn't mean to make it sound like that. But hey, Matt, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh, it's, it's OK. Um, I mean, all right, well, I've been playing more PSO. That's what you guys want to hear about, right? Fantasy Star Online too. Yeah, the, the, we, we might often actually. talk about MMOs on this channel. I mean, yeah, yeah. talk to Wally about PSO. <laughs> yeah, no, you're He's, playing it in Japanese. He, he, no, there's a big English patch. This is one guy who just sits there and just uh, constantly patches the game every oh, time wow. a new okay. patch comes out. Yeah, so it's it's actually playable, quite playable. I'm actually 
spent uh, quite a bit of time the last two weeks in PSL2. Is lag an issue? No. No. Not at all. Like, it's the weirdest thing. I've been enjoying myself. For some reason, it's just, it just tickles me in the right way because I, MMOs have fallen out of favor with me. But um, I know what you're asking me for. You're asking me for Firewatch, which kind of reminds me of what Willie was talking about because I, I actually played the Dragon Cancer. Then right after that, I played the Beginner's Guide because they're kind of in the same field, not in seriousness, but like, you know, of that experience of your, mm. your experience in a game. And I feel like Firewatch is not necessarily exactly like those games, but it feels like it's in the same realm of you're just kind of experiencing a story. Yeah. Um, and dare, dare we say the dirty words, walking simulator? Walking simulator. Well, it's not... <laughs> It, yeah, I know there, there's stuff to do in it, but that's, but that's what it is. It's kind of compass. If you turn off the option in the options menu, that makes yeah. your map not magic, which I really like. Like, I would love it if more open world games weren't just waypoint following and had like some navigational yeah. aspect to them. But it's like not really an open world game because it's all still corridors, even though they're big and look like the woods. <laughs> yeah, I feel like by the end of it. I don't I don't know if I can hold it up there with yeah. how I felt with those really other two games. Out. Yeah. Like it, it, I, there's a lot of suspense. It's I enjoyed it. Like I, I knew when I when I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm gonna play this game. I'm gonna buy this game and play it because I love the characters and I love when a game does characters properly. But then I can't I can't say it's worth playing. All the way, like mm. I enjoyed most of it. I'm gonna say, and I don't want to spoil anything for it, but right. like, I feel like there could have been a little bit more. Yeah. Does this does the sense of humor hold up over time? Yes, mm, I think so. Yes, it absolutely that, does. That seems to be the strongest part from the trailers and from the first footage they released was not so much the exploration aspect as the writing and the the communication between main guy and the tower girl. Yeah, seems to just be hilarious and like you just want to kind of see more of that relationship. They're they're I, a good duo. You got a straight guy and a wacky guy, and and they 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 banter. Yeah, and you choose. Um, which by the end, it's. <laughs> It's not going to be an undertale where you have multiple. Yeah, this ending. is, and that's where it kind of falls off for me. See, uh, one of our buddies uh, first was saying, uh, "I haven't talked with pretty much anybody about the game because I haven't played it yet. I'm not sure if I'm going to, if I have the time or the money." But uh, he was saying that essentially he was having a great time talking with everybody else who played it. Because everyone else, <laughs> based on their small decision, decisions that they made, it gave them a very different perspective and interpretation of, of the ending. Mm, which, huh. I, again, I, I know nothing about the game or the ending or anything, but apparently, like, the big group that he was having discussions with, everyone kind of took it a different way because they all kind of played it slightly different in their uh, decisions. Cool. Right. Right. So I think that's pretty interesting. I would yeah. say it's it's worth the time. Don't know if it's worth the money, but I had a, mm. a friend over for one run through that we did on the couch in just like three to four hours. It was entertaining for the two of us, but it's still I, I bet if you're by yourself, it, it the way the game ends might sting a little worse. Like it's hard mm. to tell if the idea that they were going after is just kind of um 
uh, uh, what's 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 bitter and biting about it, or if they actually ended up having to rush things, which I think might be more likely, because there's some really weird stuff going on in like the map. Like like I noticed mm-hmm. things floating around in the air where they shouldn't mm-hmm. be floating around. Some animation glitches, and it's weird seeing a game that short and focused being being uh, unpolished, mm-hmm. which makes How me long think. Was it? About it took five, my first six. run four and a half, Matt. How long was your first run? I think it was. I think it was five. I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna check the the file now. But so I think not five. very long. Not at all. Okay. Okay. Mm. Like one two sittings max. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to give it a go. Um, maybe I'll be I'll be one of those PC gamers and be like, well, when the Steam sale. Oh, also oh, another weird hours. thing about it. I yeah. got PS4 and PC codes for this one, which rarely happens. Well, it actually wasn't officially happened. I got a PS4 code from a friend. But um, <laughs> and then the review code from the official people. But I've rarely like played a game side by side on both console and PC together. And like, holy shit, the disparity is for for this game in particular, it's huge. Firewatch? Yeah, Firewatch has a way way worse console version compared oh. to PC. The PS4, it uh, oh, it, it it there's less grass on the ground and trees in the <laughs> oh, woods, no. which makes the game look like a fundamentally different thing than the PC version. When I loaded up the PC version, the very first thing I noticed was like, wow, there's actually more than one color on the screen because on the PS4 version, it, which is a stylistic choice, like it's all about saturation is the style they're going for. But on mm. the PC, you see a whole lot more extra little details, both from how much uh, higher res the textures are and also just how many textures there are in general because there's more items that are textured that are on the screen. And it like looks... And and plays different too because it's a walking sim. It's all about looking at the clutter, clutter and and finding out a story. And on the PC, I was able to like zoom in way more and and read stuff by their mm-hmm. handwriting rather than than have the game display text Press for Q. me. Yeah, right. So I, uh, I, that was interesting. I one one last thing. Like um, sure, it did take me four hours. Uh, it felt like. It felt like it definitely feels unfinished because it felt like you make a lot of decisions in the game and the way you talk with characters and there's a lot more decisions that I mean would be spoilers and it feels like it doesn't go anywhere with it and I'm wondering Mm. maybe I need to do a second playthrough to see what you're talking about Jimmy because Mm. by the end of it it doesn't feel like it comes together. Okay. it does it i mean it, it is satisfying to a point but it, it just it feels rough and i and it might be what he's going for what the group was going for the developers that you know life is life type of thing mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't know it's it's in a weird spot for me yeah that's it yeah. Uh, w- one thing, a uh, question, just not, not to roll back too far, but uh, Matt, I just want to ask you about PSO2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over over on the Friendcast, um, Liam and Pat have had what I think is a three-year bet now going that this game is going to come out in the West or not. Ooh. And, and uh, <laughs> each year, at the end of each year, uh, Liam has re-upped his his and double he's doubled down on his bet and said oh no boy. it's gonna it's gonna come out this year it's gonna happen and he now owes pat a ton of money 
where do you fall on the the? Is it gonna get localized, dude? dude Sega don't want to release debate. that thing. Like I, I feel like they're not gonna release it. They keep saying no, we're not gonna release it. it they're they're bringing it to PS4. Like there was like news last year about that. Then they were like, no, we're not. We have no plans of bringing it to the US. I was just, I, I just don't think it's gonna come here. And it, you know, on on ship two, there's a lot of people. U.S. people over there, you know, English speakers playing, and th- that's where the community's at right now. Is that everyone's just on one server playing together, um, using like the the PSO two tweaker for people who want to know who are, who wants to try it out. And I I don't I I just they they feel like it's it's not going to do well over here. And All right. And I think I think they're wrong. I think they're so wrong. I it's it it feels. It, it brings I don't know maybe it's a little bit nostalgia because I I, I remember playing my Dreamcast the yep, original yep, one yep, and just yep, absolutely you know, just 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 playing that every <laughs> night after school man and I don't know I so, feel like it has it it feels that nice casual to hardcore niche that the the MMO market doesn't really fit very well and I've played a lot of MMOs and it just it just mm, this is just it, it, it's like. What what you wanted Vindictus to be like the the U.S. you know fantasy mm. star, but yeah, yeah. So you heard it here first. PSO two dead in the water. Confirmed <laughs> by Matt. <laughs> I Got hope it. I would hope I'm wrong, but yeah, there, right. there's ways to to spend money on you know buy cash and everything. Like they have everything is set up. Like he even translated the Android app. Like it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. That's love. That's that love, is love for the game. Man. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Does does the witness beat that? Nah, not the witness. Does PSO uh, two <laughs> being accessible in the West and also heavily translated into English count? Or is that is that no? No, it I doesn't. Mean, no, it's hard to get like, real official. semantic and technical. No, that absolutely not. No, we're talking <laughs> official acknowledgement from Sega. Y- okay. Yeah, be- because the patch. I mean, some stuff is not translate only the important stuff like the shops some of the items most of the items i would say um it's not perfect but it's it doesn't hinder you in any way mm-hmm. you understand what's going on um in in terms of what you need to do but understanding like the tutorials you might need to look up translations like there's a bunch of guys out there that would translate it for you and tell you what to do because there's mm-hmm. a lot of english speakers that play the game like they they're that invested and I guess that's cool. why, I mean, you have such a, you know. No, it's, it's nice to know that there's actually this, like, uh, community that exists where I thought there was nothing, you know. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, mm. it's quite dedicated. I, I, It's weird. I I don't know. It, tic- it tickles mm. me. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, not to throw off the, the, the planned itinerary, Matt, um, but, uh, or George, rather. But uh, did any of you guys try out Bayo and Smash? No, no, I haven't played Smash in not, ages. Not just yet. Okay. Well, there's yeah, money I, you gotta pay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I bought the I bought the pack. <laughs> right. you, know. you know how much I like buying things. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You, oof. Mm. you know how much George likes fun. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when well, Ryu came out. I was like, "Come on, get it, George. You. Get it, George." And you're happen? like, "No, I like Bayonetta. I like." <laughs> I'm just fun. teasing you. Okay. <laughs> Well, Speaking of things I didn't buy that I wanted, did anybody try Unravel? Uh-uh. No. 
it, too much games are coming out, and I didn't There's get too much going on. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed was to be the dead time of the year. Right, Christmas yeah. is supposed to be when all the fucking games come out. He one's busy this time. <laughs> sorry, sorry for cutting off your your band. You got, thing. You got the to... witness, the cancer. No, kid. no. There's there's tons going on at this point, and 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 Street Fighter Five is around the corner. Oh like, my gosh, no. guys, it's it's get it's going nuts. It's getting crazy over here. God, and then we have Pokemon tournament next month. Pokemon, oh my god. Did we decide Wait, if it's Pokemon or Pokemon next month? It's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Okay, because it's Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And Tekken. So yeah. Okay. So anyways, it's, t- it's Tiki. <laughs> I'm still I'm still mad that that game is not just all fighting type Pokemon fighting each other. <laughs> well, if you can't yeah. have Pikachu in it, I mean, what's the it's yeah. not I know. I'm only, I, it's I'm a- only mad that there's two Pikachus in it. American audiences yeah. want Pikachu. We could have just had Pikachu in the Libre outfit and then replaced the regular one with Raichu, what? a far superior Pokemon. There's going to be a, a costume pack for a Detective Pikachu. God, yeah, and Danny dude, DeVito's that's a voice. whole other fucking can Lucha of Libre words. Pikachu, <laughs> Desperate Housewives Pikachu. They could they could go places with this like genre Pikachu thing. It was in the uh, the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire games. You can get a cosplay Pikachu, is what it was, and uh, it's a female Pikachu that can have one of five different costumes. <laughs> what if the Detective and, uh, Pikachu is female? <laughs> that voice they gave. It's it's, it's, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Very manly voice. <laughs> if you want the Pokemon nerd in me to come out, you can tell because its tail is the uh, traditional lightning oh bolt my tail. God. Oh, my God. Wow. The female wow. Pikachu wow. has a heart shape at the end you of its tail. You were going down so. a hole. <laughs> I have been editing for a Pokemon channel for three fucking years. I know my shit, right? So then how do you feel now that we have more than just a talking Meowth, but we've now got a talking Pikachu, and we know that these are sentient creatures that can totally be... Like, they can converse and live amongst humans side by side as equals, yet still we have them fight each other, sometimes oh, to the death, as depicted in the manga. For amusement yeah. and money. An Arbok no. and an Onyx totally get murdered super hard in the Pokemon <laughs> yeah, manga. Right. There, there's a super graphic <laughs> picture of Arbok being, like, like cross-sectioned by, what is it, Scyther or something? Just, like, chops its head in half or something? And now Very that, violent. And now that we know that all we needed to do was just love them and teach them language... <laughs> Yet still, we fight them to the death. How does that make you feel, Jimmy? You know, You're I would neighbor. be lying if I said we haven't done maybe five or six videos that that talk about that. <laughs> oh uh, gosh, but man, that's you, go, just you guys a go deep over there. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast, your number one source for hearing about big companies shutting down and or almost coming to the brink of shutting down. The very first one on our list today is game trailers. Uh, wow, that was a really wow. Yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> kind of like yeah. Be, this but I didn't mean to because this is scary. This yeah. is like really scary because because yeah. um yeah yeah. Does it count if I didn't know they were still alive? Mm. I, uh, is it is it really shut down if I haven't been there in a decade? Really, you didn't watch the <laughs> Zelda retrospective earlier last year, and and like no. tune in I for mean, for the pack attack I, and and the I've bossman. Got, I've, got, <laughs> I've got love for game trailers because they hosted the original Monty Um cool uh, action scenes, the Haloid videos oh, and stuff gosh. like that. 
And I just uh, found out that was him last week. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, yeah. Before Ruby and before Rooster Teeth, like all of his original, uh, like not source filmmaker, but whatever, like uh, um, 3D battle scenes yeah. were hosted on game trailers. And uh, in fact, our two best friends stuff, like the first, first, first videos we made still exist up there in ghost Dang. form. Oh, as well. they might so, not. In well, a I guess few yeah, I guess not when, anymore. When the bills don't get paid after because because mm. they shut down a couple days ago. Man. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I I do think is really really scary. Like I'm sorry if if I sounded like uncharacteristically upbeat, but you know me, I'm everyone's favorite curmudgeon who hates fun, right? Right. So, yeah, so <laughs> canon. Uh, whatever. Um. <laughs> But this just totally came out of nowhere. They didn't know about it until the day of. So they had like some very, very like quick last minute events to commemorate the ordeal. One of which was to update their Bloodborne review to the only 10 out of 10 they ever gave, which I think is kind of weird, but also kind of funny. But I also kind of agree because Bloodborne is really <laughs> fucking good. Oh, mm. God, Bloodborne so good. But anyways, um... And also had a uh, teary farewell memorial stream where they all played Grand Theft Auto 3 and talked about starting <laughs> the site. And basically, I don't think right now no one knows what ha- what 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 happened. Because um, <laughs> uh, there's there's there hasn't been a lot of good stories about it. There should be. Maybe I should try to do a good story about it. Because yeah. uh, what, what we do know is that they were purchased by Defy Media last year mm-hmm. in the middle of 2014 who immediately introduced some layoffs towards the company. But at the same time, like, I don't know, like, Wooly, you said you didn't know they existed, but I, this, this was really surprising to me because I regularly, well, I mean, I can't say I regularly tuned in, but I think I want to say like, I saw a good uh, three or four videos on game trailers exclusives over the past year. And they were really good stuff. Like, like, I don't know if you guys have been Mm. keeping up with it, but game trailers has always done like super top quality video reviews. Yeah most I, of the I, time uh, i used to watch them way back in the day uh hey ash what you playing and i really yeah. enjoyed like the i don't i i i wasn't paying attention back in the day uh to the guy's voice who did game trailers and i just really enjoyed the way he did his reviews back in, you know mm-hmm. like years ago i mean years ago uh yeah i've heard yeah. Uh, heard nothing but good things about pop fiction i think mm-hmm. that's one of their shows mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, no disrespect to the good content that they, they, they may have had. I just it just wasn't on my radar after 2000 and maybe eight or so. Like, I feel like <sighs> Whoa, it was, it was that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I because I, I feel like there was a, a shift, you know, like or way, way back in the day you had your um, N64.com and, mm-hmm. and Nuke.com and stuff. And then, you know, eventually when IGN and GameSpot were around, game trailers eventually got thrown into the mix. But there was a shift when, you know, we get we entered the Kotaku age. And at this point now, I feel like... The dark I'm, ages. Yeah. And, and at this point, I feel like I'm getting most of my information from like Silicon Era and Gamatsu and Destructoid, you know, like those are sites I keep up with. But game trailers was one that feels like it, it was from a bygone age. How the hell did me. game trailers close and Destructoid didn't? Like I've heard way more troubling yeah. news coming out of destructoid than game trailers like game trailers just seem to be chugging along as normal i thought yeah if it's not profitable i guess it's just not profitable Th- their youtube Sad channel kind of shut down didn't it that's what happened <laughs> yeah yeah like uh not a lot of stuff is on there the last time i checked so so who do we mm. think is to blame here is youtube to blame K- konami well yeah, i well, think i think there was that age where everyone kind of shifted to YouTube and it, it happened to me as well. Like I used to be on, I used to have bookmarks on all these, all these sites. And then I just kind of, kind of 
it, it dwindled down to just a couple sites that I go to for some news, and then I would just be on YouTube and uh, be busy. I, so here's how old, like I, I'm talking when, when when we're going back with to when this felt relevant to me. But you said they 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 had a YouTube page. Now the game trailers I remember. Their whole deal was they didn't use YouTube. They had their own player. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Are you saying that they eventually ab- abandoned that and just started uploading stuff to YouTube? No, I don't think they did. They did have a YouTube channel, but it was just like kind of for promotional cross social media purposes. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. they might have uh, put up their reviews a few days later on their YouTube channel. I know that this Bloodborne review they updated is uh directly on youtube and not on game trailers itself but yeah that was that was the thing they would uh stream the the jeff Keeley awards on game trailers i don't know like the jeff the, the whole spike tv affiliation and and michael pactor were kind of the weak links for me but i've i've generally enjoyed their original content over the years it, it seemed like they switched to youtube just like everybody else because like mm. even like on their twitter they would only they would show like their Twitch TV and YouTube page, you know, trying to get, you know, with what everyone else is doing. And it, it, it was around that time mm. where every, all the like sites were trying to shift to YouTube. You know? well, I'm going to see, I'm going to bring up their videos and search for Bossman because, because the final Bossman, those are always fun. Yep. They're up here from a week ago, two weeks ago. So yeah, I guess they were reposting on the YouTube channel in addition to their own proprietary player mm-hmm. on their own website. And, and are people would watching them it, or the... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, people are watching them. But the views but are, are not bad. Makes it kind of redundant because then it's just like, why would your viewers ever leave YouTube if you're putting the same content on YouTube? Which I think, like, I don't know, like, you guys might sort of be able to to have some insight on this because you also have, um, oh God, what's the name? You you upload to a premium service a day ahead of time, right? Yeah, we have Vessel. Vessel, that's what it was called. And okay. you probably don't want to talk about the numbers, but I imagine there <laughs> is some kind of like conflict between two groups of viewers going on there. And I bet yeah, one well, of them's not very large. <laughs> uh, the truth is, because we, we, we also have our own like uh, website that, you know, is not YouTube as well. And like there's some benefits to being able to hosting things off YouTube. But ultimately, yeah, YouTube is the main thing. And uh, anytime you're trying to get people or you're, you're, you're asking people to watch something that is not on, on YouTube. It's it's like a struggle because it's yeah. YouTube is easy. It works. It's comfortable. Everyone's used to it. And it's a part of a lot of people's daily routine to just go through their sub list and see the updates. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it, it we definitely have seen that, like, you know, going off of YouTube onto other players is it, it's not something that you're really going to get anywhere near the same amount of people coming to check your your, your stuff out. And uh, again, if game trailers, if that was their bread and butter, you know, was getting people to watch their footage and download trailers directly from them instead of going to any other source, then I don't know. If all, I mm-hmm. guess the original content was all they would have yeah. to really compete with. Viewership you know? would have gotten absolutely slammed. And their YouTube channel, it's not bad. They're getting about like uh, thirty to 50,000 views per video. They have half a million subscribers, which wouldn't be bad for a much smaller operation. I mean... For a one man, that would be... Yeah, that would be super good. That would easily pay for your living. Just <laughs> mine pretty much is right now. And... um. Yeah. But but when you have like 18 people trying to like put together something competing with cable TV with with your Jeff Keighley awards and your Spike affiliation, that's just not 
enough of, of those numbers just aren't high enough, which is also the same mm. problem that um, Rev3 was having. They were putting out great content that people loved, but there just simply wasn't enough in order to pay for the amount of people and the kind of people they were keeping on staff. Yeah. It feels like uh, to, do, to do well with a game related site like these days, you need to offer a lot more than, you know, I guess the amount of original content they had. You probably need to be mostly original content while also covering footage reviews, quick looks, new new um, news breaks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you probably have to be like closer to Giant Bomb or, you know, um, to some degree, even the escapists like they have so much original content that. People are going to be tuning in there yeah. to get the, you know, the, it's the only place to get a lot of the, and, their and content. Giant Bomb's so. a really interesting case. I ser- I wonder how they do it. Cause they, they have a premium subscription service. They have super duper long videos. They're so long that I almost think they wouldn't have done as well if they started as a YouTube channel instead. And they're also like renting out this office in San Francisco next to GameSpot. That's, that's part of CBS and our, our, putting out that, stuff that doesn't mm-hmm. look expensive at all to put out mm. and now they're part of GameSpot again sort of technically are um, they i mean yeah I know there, that, was like, re, there was a there's a repurchase purchase in there somewhere officially they weren't but but unofficially when you actually look at the content and who's showing up where there was a lot of mingling going on between the two i didn't know there was there was anything in the writing that actually uh, think, uh further brought them together I'm not 100 percent, but but I do believe there was some kind of acquisition or repurchase type thing, because, of course, you know, Giant Bomb was born from Gerstengate. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, I guess over the years, like some of that bad blood must have like, you know, thinned out a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, whatever it is they are doing, it it, it works for them. And it seems to be working extremely well because they just moved to a new office. And, you know, like it seems like that's the way to ha- to run a, an online video yeah. game general based blog thing. The difference between regular ordinary video games media and us YouTubers is that we don't have offices. Most of no. the time, Jimmy's in an mm. office and Wooly, you're thinking I mean, about getting an office, right? We're thinking about it and we're, we're wondering if we can we can get an office. It's so, a pipe dream still. <laughs> the TOBG is in an office because it's not just TOBG. It's also Jesse Cox and Dodger right. work out of the same office space and like uh, okay. the shared space that like we all have out there. I mean, I, I work from home mostly because uh, gas is fucking expensive and it's an hour drive. So like not a thing that I want to do every single day. And if I can work remotely, I, I will. But office environments are great. But I mean, yeah, we, that's They're really expensive. Like, they're really expensive in like the tiny office that that were that TOBG is based out of is also has two other YouTube forces behind it mm-hmm. that help make that like rent not a, a fucking like massacre on everything right. they're putting in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Whereas like the last office space that we were in alone was like practically the size of my apartment for eight people or something, and so office spaces are not not easy to be running unless you really have your operation like locked down you know yeah and and i mean at the same time too like what's your what's our output compared to say giant bombs or the escapist it's like i bet you know you guys might be close to giant bomb like i it was a little weird the moment when i i did a pillars of eternity review last year and after a few weeks it ended up having more views on youtube than the ign review 
And I was like, mm. whoa. And at the same time, I get that um, that's the YouTube review. There's probably millions more eyes on their actual web page than on their YouTube video review. But it's uh, we might be closer in, in pure analytics and statistics than you think. Mm. Anyways. It's, it's, it's always weird to, to see that they, they you know, because it's a, it's a group of people. You know, like I always wonder about college humor and how they have so many people working at their office and they yeah. have that one little channel. And I'm just like, well, there's no way you're making enough money. Like you, and, and then you see, the, of course, you see the um, what, what, what people, you know, consider selling out. Um, and you have those stuff because, I mean, they, they kind of need to pay a lot of people that work there. Well, yeah, I mean, the difference between something like Giant Bomb and College Humor, and I, I granted I don't keep up with many gaming news sites or whatever, but like, despite how how big or small College Humor's team is, like, just looking at a, a cursory glance at their like recent videos, I'm seeing within the past few days, uh, 250,000 views, almost a million, almost a million, almost a million, mm. uh, farther back, almost a million, four million, three million. Mm. And then you have to count and they probably have brand deals in there. And yeah. the bigger your channel is those brand deals. I, they pretty much ramp up exponentially. Like, well, yeah, that's a, a that's a crazy number. It, but I mean, when you're coming from like when websites used to be the biggest thing ever, I mean, that's mm. all we used to do. That's all yeah. I used to do is websites. I used to play flash games and all that type of stuff, you know, old school stuff. And now, like, it seems like maybe all the advertisers, I know like a lot, a lot of YouTubers, they get into this now with, uh, you know, yeah. who's selling your ads and maybe mm. you can make more with this and blah, blah, blah. And maybe you can put your own ads and like that type of stuff affects them. And all the ads are like coming to YouTube because it's like easy eyes. So I mean, yeah, you, it wouldn't, mm -hmm. it's sad, but it also wouldn't surprise me at all. If a lot of the same people from game trailers put out more or less the same kind of shows on their own on YouTube within like uh, the month. Oh, yeah. I would, I would that, hope that they can find some sort of stability to allow them to do that. That's, that's the logical destination yeah. I think as well. I, I mean, although when you say that, like we're closer than you think in terms of just like viewer uh, size, yeah and stuff it's i don't know if that makes me feel any better because it's like <laughs> they still have that office and i'm still sitting on this uncomfortable couch <laughs> right now you know i'm still like some guy in his in his room oh yelling you gotta into, uh, get a do a I'm chair like, review they'll send you a free chair <laughs> you know like we're competing really where's my office <laughs> but uh, yeah no it, it'd be cool if some of the talent definitely went their own way and uh you know just found and in terms an of their individual salary they mm -hmm. might end up making about as much if not more on their own I'm, on uh youtube and patreon than than working for game trailers maybe yeah. it has been successful mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. i'm still uh i'm still waiting for the great the great patreon cataclysm to happen because i feel like i feel like kickstarter had one like patreon is bound to get it eventually it seems all fine and dandy now and like I, I i'm seeing a lot of friends have a lot of great success on patreon uh like people like jordan underneath who like based on video like channel size and video views pretty much making you know almost nothing based on ad revenue but his his people supporting him on patreon make it a full-time job for him stuff like that is really cool but holy crap I, I, yeah you're right yeah yeah he's I doing very well for up. himself he is he has a his audience loves him and <laughs> i hope that these guys can find something similar but i'm also hoping that patreon doesn't see a massive uh downswing in the next year but i'm afraid that it might 
Well, the the, the I feel like the um, Kickstarter and Indiegogo type. Uh, if you, if there's a cataclysm to come, it'll just be from large individual projects failing and mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily on a platform level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like something like Patreon, it's probably here to stay, if mm. not in the name Patreon, then at least in the idea. Also, yeah, I feel that relevant observation. You said large projects collapsing. Patreon's not for large projects. So like even there, there's like less viability or less liability. Right. Yeah, that's I, true. Yeah, I'd say the, the largest thing that I know of on Patreon is probably Jimquisition, right? Yeah, and uh, that's just like yeah. a lot of really small videos, like or maybe Team Four Star. It's it's hard uh, to say. Wow, Jimquisition really dropped the ball with his crowdfunding money in the same way that you might say Double Fine has, right. or mm. uh, KG Inafune. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was gonna say a smooth McGroove. I think as well is is uh, a pretty big Patreon guy. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about oh, that. And, and the comedy with, button with Max Max Schofield. With I it think? being smaller projects, there's more opportunity to satisfy more people. Mm. So yeah, it seems yeah, safer, guess, a lot safer. Yeah, I guess it's harder for a Patreon to crash so much because it's like people stop liking what you're how you're doing it. They can just kind of opt stop. out. Yeah, and then you can realize, and then like direction can be changed immediately as opposed to Kickstarter where it's like all in, and then if it fails, it's all fail. So, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. Anyways, God, we should move on real fast. Um, right. Yeah. We do, do oh, wow. yeah. kind of. Produs. Cattle prod us along if you need, uh, we need um, to be. Second big company, not f- closing, but at the verge of it maybe, is Mad Cats. They had their CEO and chairman resign just one day before they had to uh, announce a fiscal report, which turned out to not be brimstone. They they actually were up more mm. year on year than they were last year. However, they ended up um, having a lot of issues staying profitable because of a shitload of promotional deals that apparently had them selling Rock Band 4 at, at a loss and also mm. overproducing. They they couldn't couldn't keep up with productions. And, and a lot of the financial troubles that they're having are actually more related to like inventory stock than the actual numbers on the paper. Which is weird because they still had the top level like leave a day before this report came out. Mm. Um. Anyways, apparently, yeah, Rock Band Four is doing fine, but just not nearly as fine as as the people behind it want it to. They laid off thirty seven percent of its staff the day the reports came out, and uh, uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I got on my on my bullet points here. Mm. It's weird. It's so weird to me because I see Mad Cats through the fighting game community lens. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's how my perception has been for, of them for like the last, you know, uh, uh, seven years or so. And, and they're generally they, known as being like good quality fight sticks. Yes. Mm. I mean, prior to that, uh, 2009, <laughs> yeah. they were mm, ugh, bad you know, quality controllers. <laughs> that's, my, that's my view of, of Mad Cats for the longest time because I fucking got a GameCube in what 2001 and my parents got two extra controllers and one of them was this bulky yeah. plastic like yep, yep, like yep. monstrosity of a Mad Cat's controller that was no, George's it, view too I remember yeah. him I remember telling you I was like dude get a fight stick from Mad Cat's and he was just like and I was what? like Mad Cat's yeah I thought you were joking yeah. with me yeah, absolutely. It was just the worst. And then, you know, the the I guess Markman era happened mm-hmm. where um Mark Julio joined and and like they started working on the the fight sticks using the right parts and they created a a proper 
niche for themselves where they're like, these are quality North American sticks you can buy and like get at a decent price. And, mm. and from that, it feels like they almost reinvigorated and like those fight sticks kept them alive, you know, um, and now to hear that they were not doing great, especially because of rock band stuff and whatnot, it's it's just a bit baffling uh, because everyone thought, at least again from a fighting game point of view, thought that they were doing totally fine. They're yeah. rolling out a whole new um, a set of Street Fighter Five sticks, you mm, know, state, yeah. And the, the timing is also really weird because um, at the same time that this news came out, I believe it was one day before the leak that uh, Street Fighter Five was going to support old. Uh, Mad Cat sticks for uh, PS3 360 generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, sorry, PS3 generation. Yeah. So that you didn't necessarily have to go and spend money on the new products they were putting out if you already owned it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like this was news that was possibly kept under wraps in order for uh, the pre-release hype to hit a fever pitch and to have everyone go out and buy their new sticks. Right. You know. Sense. Yeah. Because the difference went was out half and did the price. Because once I heard mm-hmm. that news, I was like, oh. I might want to get one from Amazon for half the price, get like the, the original tournament one for PS3, you know, and, and do yeah. that. But like after hearing this, I feel like I kind of want to buy a new one just and because. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I know it, like, oh, you know, it's my it's it's money, Matt. You shouldn't think about that. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Mad Cats, I've bought so many of their stuff that I... I I don't want them to go under underground. I, don't, I doubt that my little two hundred dollars is going to save their company. But yeah, mm. you know they they eked out uh, uh, two hundred and fifty from me for like this new PS4 um, PS3 backwards compatible stick. But like now that the news is out, especially that no one really needs to go out and buy them. Yeah, um, I don't see how they're going to survive. You know, like yeah. this. Like I don't know what to do at that point. I wonder if. I- uh, I guess this is like a really obtuse thing for them to do, but I wonder if they will have any part in future VR compatible peripherals. Oh God, having oh, to like deal with a shitty <laughs> off-brand Mad Cats VR controller. This with- is what you guys wanted. I don't get it. We had this whole conversation of you guys bashing me to the ground for VR stuff. And, so and now you don't want is, the cheap knockoff ones? Six hundred dollars is such a wake-up call. It's I'm not talking about an, an actual VR. I don't think they're going to do like Mad Cats the VR headset. I'm talking about like a case for your like, like your Samsung phone or something like that. No, no, more like 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 controllers yeah. that interact better with VR. Like the, oh. the fucking the things that I always forget. I can the never HTC remember them. Like, wands. Yeah, those like stuff yeah. in that vein. I wonder Mad if Cats they're going touch. to have any part. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say like that, you know, as long as they're sticking to hardware, I think, you know, that's the that's the right thing, Uh, Mm. because I'm not sure how much money was burnt on the Mojo project. What was that? Okay, I've never never even heard of that. Yeah. So that's the thing is, while we were talking, I was just like, wait, whatever happened to the Mojo? The Mad Cat's (laughs) Mojo was it's a micro console for Android that they released on their own. They made their own like uh, Ouya slash Amazon that Fire totally style. That totally slipped oh under me. God. How the hell have yeah. I not heard of this? They made a console. Just yeah, take a take a look, and it, you'll I'm see. Looking. It's awful. It's a terrible <laughs> machine that Is has it? nothing going for it, and 
uh, I don't know why they decided that this was a, a you know a thing to invest in a couple years ago, but wow. surely that must have had some impact. I'm looking at this wonderful spread page on their website where the the blurb is. The Mojo is a fantastic yeah. Android micro console and media device from Micromart. Mm. Yeah, it's just it sounds yeah. like a robot wrote that. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, they 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 rolled this out when um, Android boxes were hot. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they uh, I guess again they wanted to compete with Amazon and and all these others. And I just I just feel like this it never had a chance. I I, I think I think. I think people really did not in- think very well ahead of time with this. Like, no one wants to play games. What people want to do is be able to watch Hulu and stuff without putting their, their PS4 in the living room. You see what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. want to watch, like, you know, MP4s or whatever. Like, they, they, they just want to watch the take- best friends. Yeah. Yeah. They want to watch hey. YouTube and stuff. Like, they don't want a game on, you know, on the little console, they could do that on their phone, and most people have like these crazy iPhones and and Samsung uh, uh, Galaxy phones. They, they have a good screen, it, like it's fine. Yeah. yeah, and if you bought a TV in the last, I don't know, five years, it probably <laughs> has smart TV capabilities exactly. and yeah. all exactly. that stuff is built in. Anyways, Apple TV, you know? smartphone TV, both kind of blew up, whereas all these little Android boxes didn't. Yeah, you know, um, Chromecast, Chromecast as well. Yeah. Chromecast, right. That was the, mm. the other one I was trying to think R- of. Roku, Roku or something like that? Roku, Roku. Roku, Roku. yeah. Yeah, yeah. TV you know? boxes, Android TV boxes, all fine and good. <laughs> Android TV gaming boxes, eh. Yeah, it's funny because at this point in time with like Chromecast and everything, I, I see Roku as like the the like mom and dad option of Chromecast. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> like mm. that's just, that's like, you know how like like some the parents will be like playing the Nintendo, but it's like like it's an Xbox or it's a whatever, but they just consider all video games the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. like my my mm. parents consider all like streaming things the Roku. Okay, oh, wow. So so I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> wow. gonna cattle prod us into the very last topic, and that is yeah. Uh, yeah. Ubisoft acknowledging, confirming that there is going to be an Assassin's Creed break year in 2016, except not really because they're still putting out the movie. And uh, they're also looking oh. back to re-examine the franchise, particularly with Thank feedback God. based on AC Unity. So it's like they know, <laughs> they know all about what people think of of this franchise right now. Mm. the uh, The actual quote is: "Since the release of Assassin's Creed Unity, we've learned a lot based on your feedback." Mm. Um, since since the release of Assassin's Creed Unity, you've yelled at us quite a bit. Yeah, and, and it's Bring like, hey, Desmond. they, Bring they get Desmond. it. <laughs> really? You want Desmond back? I'm the only one. I don't care. I like, I love the Desmond story. Okay, well, fine. I, I don't like the witness. You can like Desmond. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the placeholder for all disagreements in the future. I don't like the witness, so you can like that thing. <laughs> We're right. even. You know what? Matt, I'm kind of on your side. It, like, not like not that because Desmond Desmond was it was dumb, but at the same time, that storyline building to a yes. modern day war was what I was hoping for, and we never got yes, that. Yes, dude, that's, I didn't that's think the part I, I didn't yeah. think it was going to become a franchise. I thought it was going to end with Desmond doing some cool stuff in in the future world, but no, no. It actually 
it kind of fucking leads you into that at the start of AC two. Yes, it does. Yes. Like, yep, yo, it's like they yep. totally stop. You got these, you got this shit buried <laughs> in your mind, and you're gonna my unlock ancestors. it. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly that. And then like the rest of the game, you're brooding Italian Ezio, who's I guess probably one of the better assassin yeah. main characters. Yeah, but and and, and then <sighs> they they introduced. Um, Daniel Cross, the guy from the the side books, the the Assassin's Creed Russia comic, which is really good, by the way. It's there's I've a, never even heard of that. Wow. There's a, there's a comic. It's Assassin's Creed. Takes place in Russia. It's like dudes running on the Kremlin, mm. and they've got these awesome like assassins. It, like it's the, it's one of the only things that's actually really good. You guys about uh, the side stories might have missed it, but AC Chronicles Russia just came out or is coming out. Yeah, and they That's totally what it's based on. don't mention this oh. in, the, in this uh, Ubisoft blog. And in, in their first few sentences, they have some like celebratory back padding. What back patting about uh, <laughs> people enjoying AC Syndicate and how you should look forward to the movie coming out on December 2016? Before uh, saying yes, we are going to take a break. We're looking at what to do with this franchise. We hear you. But they don't mention the uh, Chronicles games, which people seem to like better these days than the uh, full build console releases. Is that the impression that you got? Really? I mean, uh, they, they they're not as expensive. They don't they don't seem to be troubling people as much. That if if it's like a lighter version of Mark of the Samurai, then that's at least like. I, at least more unique than than what is the template for the reason I don't like Tomb Raider. Mm. in my world in my corner of the world it, it felt like the chronicles games or at least the first one was very poorly received i didn't china? i didn't enjoy it much china yeah, yeah it was I, very poor i was received, yeah. i was really looking forward to like something that felt like old prince of persia yeah. um and you know perhaps with some elements that were you know, metroidvania-esque you know um but we just got something that feels awkward looks awkward felt awkward and it sucks because the mainline series i've had franchise exhaustion for years now on it yeah you know so it, it feels almost like um watchdogs had it not like tanked the way it did mm. she could have been the ta the tag team you know mm. like the tag off series and uh, that they could oh, have yeah. started running with but like the black ops modern warfare kind of switched back and forth kind of deal yeah the, the yeah but that didn't happen Ubisoft you know? all-stars brawler <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, as we, we 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 always describe it uh as like you're watching the watchdogs trailer and you're like oh my god yeah 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 we're getting there we're doing it and then the moment he pulls out a gun everyone's face just drops and goes god fucking damn it you had it you had it and you just dropped you fumbled the ball at yeah. the five yard line you know i'm actually i'm kind of surprised like i guess i've just been kind of consciously ignoring assassin's creed aside from like joining in on the on the in jokes about whatever nasty new bugs or <laughs> tower climbing is in the new one faces. but like yeah but like um I'm surprised that Ubisoft hasn't teamed up with Telltale for like an Assassin's Creed story game. Oh boy! Yet. Hmm. I Th feel like that might almost be refreshing, even though like we like I'm sure we're all sick of just hearing the words Assassin's Creed. Like just having it not be the fucking you know the the template with some new names and places Which filled is in. And why the, and I'm the interested libs. in playing the Syndicate game or the Chronicles games because hmm. it's like at least not holding down two buttons to do everything or just spamming the counter button to do everything when it's in combat mode. 
But I mean, like, I, I don't know. I guess this is kind of a bad example because it didn't do very well. But when Halo was kind of not stagnating, but it was definitely getting to become a lot after Halo 3 and then ODST and then Reach, they just dropped Halo Wars and it was like, oh, oh okay. Like an RTS? Like, yeah. sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of enough to just break it up to make it feel like Halo could like... It, Halo Wars is not like the best game ever. I love it. Just, it's not... I, I thought it was fun, but it's not a, a great game, but... It, it, when it, it just, it's not formulaic to the others that came before it, so yeah, it just feels just, refreshing. Yeah, oh. it like... Even though I, I maybe Telltale is a bad direction for that anyway, because I guess a lot of people are getting sick of Telltale games. That, that, yeah, that's kind of what I was, I was yeah. going to say is like, I mean, I get the example of like, yeah, an adventure game, but people are kind of getting a little bit tired with that. And uh, at the same time, now that Don't Nod did it with Life is Strange, I feel like uh, Ubisoft would just they do it in house if they were going to do an Assassin's Creed mm. adventure game. They wouldn't team up with anybody. They've got yeah. like over 10,000 employees. They'd probably right. just take a stab at it, you know? Yeah, I think it'd be cool if instead of doing the Chronicles series, which to my knowledge is kind of just like the same general gameplay. Yeah. Or is it is it different? I don't, I don't know much about Chronicles. It's, no, it's very different. It's oh, okay. uh, it's 2D. It's side strolling. Um, exactly. Oh. And like it's more stealth in a in a. Um, I, again, in, in a in a kind of uh, I don't know what what game to compare it to sort of way, but it's a it's a different type of feel than the, the mainline games for sure. Did you ever yeah. play Marker the Ninja, Jimmy? Marker the Ninja, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's but, like uh, the the milestone is... people jump to. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna wrap us mm. up by saying super duper quickly. Hideo Kojima started a YouTube channel, which sounds interesting, but I actually <laughs> checked it out. It's kind of n- not nothing at the moment. It's it's well, him okay. and a friend talking about their favorite movies, which I'm sure is interesting. But I don't fucking know what they're saying because the subtitles go away after five minutes. Because the the subtitles were um, crowd made. All the subtitles that you see at the start were from people who speak Japanese and English contributing user-submitted subtitles. So, theoretically, they they might be filled out by the time we ca- talk about this or by the time this goes up. Either way, but, uh, I'd like to know more, but right now I don't think there's more there. So, in the meantime, you should watch our YouTube channels instead! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels, feels like uh, Hideo is just a, a dude that had a lot to say that couldn't say anything. Until now. Yeah. And now that he can, he's like, I want a talk show. Just uh, join format. Yeah, the format of this is extremely intriguing. It's like Hideo Kojima aping red letter media, like him and a friend just talking it's, about movies on a chair. It's totally like it looks like a Japanese TV show. They like have their little set and like, yeah, like credits and stuff come up at the start. My favorite part is I screenshotted this and tweeted it because I thought it was so funny. But um, talking to his co-host they like they put like the annotations and stuff up and everything. And he's like, and this is and like if you want to see more, you guys should subscribe to this channel. And he like points at the at the button that shows up on screen. And his friend's like, yeah, it's going to show up and we're going to link to it. And he's like, okay, so people need to be clicking this. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, so this will decide my fate. And I was like, <laughs> you already understand. You understand so much. Uh, uh, I, all they're missing is the little like P and P. Uh, corner celebrity face camera that they have on Japanese TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So while they're watching their movie Japanese clips, you TV see his face. was, like, t- way ahead of that on the ball before YouTubers figured it out. <laughs> like, have a camera of people reacting to things as weird shit is happening. 
That'll yep. engage the viewer and make them react well. I, yeah, anyways. And, and mm -hmm. why read your comments below the video when you can overlay <laughs> them onto the video? That's what Nico Nico does and what Japanese TV does. They just have streaming feedback comments over the footage as well. Why do you think he did this on YouTube instead of Nico? Because he's a smart man. But it's not for the English language audience and Nico but, is not. I, but, but I think he knows that the English language audience has a lot of interest in him mm. as a person and in saying fuck Konami. Yes. And so anything he does, people will be like, I want to know what Kojima's doing now. Exactly. Anything he has to say. It doesn't even matter and if it's in Japanese. It doesn't matter. I'm going to like the video. There you go. Yeah. All of his all of his professional friends that he's like taking pictures with, you know, David Cage and JJ Abrams and yeah. and uh, um uh Guillermo del Toro, they're all, you know, people that would probably catch him on YouTube sooner than log into Nico Nico. Right. You know, it feels yeah. like he's just gotten used to the western side of things. Anyways, it's going to be really interesting seeing if uh he tries doing the um the the Koji Bro video updates that they did leading up to MGS five, remember those? Mm. No, they actually. were fun sometimes. They were like forty minutes long, but that's where you would have uh, some crazy events happening, like like uh, Stephanie Justin debunking crazy fan theories. <laughs> she just like went oh, through okay. a sandwich board with like Chico is quiet pasted on it, and she just shake <laughs> her head and be like no, and then there would be some <laughs> Japanese subtitle underneath. <laughs> <laughs> actually uh i would love to see i would love to see kojima do something like iwata asks or something to that effect that's i think it'd be cool to get his perspective into uh the like the design area yeah, of the industry not so much kinda, the industry area kind of what they were trying to go for with their like own in-studio koji pro videos that they were mm putting out on on a fairly regular basis but anyways besides that i mean there's there's not much on this channel for now which means you should instead check out the best friends right woolly hey we have some stuff you might like it but it, you may probably not where uh, is your stuff <laughs> if you go to youtube.com slash super best friends play you'll see some videos and oh, wait, then really? also yeah we got a vanity name now Nice. Um, also, oh, we, right. have web, we have a website <laughs> at, at that same thing.com. That's the superbestfriendsplay.com. But then there's a Twitch channel. If you just Google Super Best Friends Play, you'll see the stuff. It still, <laughs> it a, still says the Swit Wuncher on the title yeah, of the Don't worry about Anyways, that. Don't worry about that. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, Jimmy, where's your stuff? Uh, you can find my stuff oh. at uh, youtube.com slash sundergamer or uh, on twitter at sundercr which is where you'll pretty much find if I do anything else because I do other stuff I stream and I make music and whatever that's where it's easiest to find me follow me on twitter uh, mad visual what, what, what do you got to plug um, uh, youtube.com slash dj Khaled because no God one damn it. no <laughs> one got the jokes Every last time, time. Um, <laughs> I had to look him up I, I can't smart. believe you guys I, you're I, loyal I, yes I thank appreciate you. Thank that you. Thank buy you. yourself a house buy is, your mom a DJ, house is this like a black people thing? No, why did Jimmy oh, and I not know it 
but Madden Wally do. Hey. the best. Dude, dude, everyone knows about DJ Khaled. He's a legend, man. I, all He's a I legend. knew was the was the you is smart, you is important. That's the only thing I've ever known about DJ. I didn't Say know my that. name, baby. Say all my name. All he does is win. All he does is win. Yeah, dude. Wait, is that the guy? Is that his song? Uh, all, all he, what? All I do the, is win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. He, I hate that song. I, I think he has a lot of <laughs> annoying songs, but he okay. he's the guy who shouts in the beginning of those songs saying, DJ Khaled, win Okay, best. so he's like, he's just like a like a we more positive little John best. then? Yeah, it's, he yeah, he says all that stuff. Yeah. He's so a hype yes, man. He, that, that is his song, so yes. It's, it's, okay, cool. Yeah, it's, I can okay. blame him for every shitty like DreamWorks esque animated buddy right. film. So <laughs> he's very animated, gifable. Next time I want to watch some Matt visual, I'll just go to YouTube.com slash DJ, DJ Khaled. Khaled. Um, go, it's fucking YouTube.com slash Matt visual. Uh, 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 actual, actually, um, I've been working on the jail story for quite a while, so that will be coming up before I go to Magfest, and oh, nice. I'm really? working on Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yeah, Uh-oh. actually getting details from my wife and how like what what happened to her as I got put in the car and everything. So I'm I'm finishing that up, um, and then um of course I'm doing Metal Gear Solid and Firewatch. So hopefully I can finish all that up before I go to Magfest and have some fun. Well, good luck, man. You're not coming, I will not Jimmy. See anybody there? No, oh my can't gosh, believe you. Jimmy. But uh, in the meantime, if you're not going to Magfest, which is February 18th through the 21st. Uh, you can watch a stream somewhere. Uh, follow my Twitter for it. Uh, on the twentieth, there will be some sort of indie game charity stream that I'm on. And, nice. Uh, as far as I know, right now I'm going to be playing the witness and interviewing John oh, Ball on said stream. I, I have to watch <laughs> that, man. I have to watch that. So we'll see if that happens. I hope it does. And I have no idea what to ask. When him, we do but... the podcast again, you'll be able to tell us all about it because we won't be doing one next week because of that's Mag. true. Right. So until then, uh, rate us five stars on iTunes. Share us around to your friends. And um, yeah, and since since we're not going to be here next week, go follow us twice. Follow us. Yeah. So you don't forget because yeah, you might go subscribe yeah. to to Wooly twice. Do, make an do, alt do account. It. Yeah. Open also, the, all their videos in separate tabs and let them play. Leave out. the same comment under two different accounts. No one will suspect Sick. a thing. Awesome. <laughs> Tell also, them come DJ out to Khaled Ma- sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but also come out to Magfest if you can, because it's going to be crazy. We're all going to be there. It's going to be a big party. Are you guys doing fun. a panel? Uh, yeah, totally. Sweet. Oh, nice. Wish I can go. I'll see you guys at some future con. Wow. Well, I mean, you are going to be with John Blow. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's pretty like a good, good silver lining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a scheduling apparently conflict it, that makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> a, apparently, uh, Big Papa KG himself will be at MAGFest this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm afraid for his life. Oh, no. <laughs> I, oof, we'll see I'm, how I'm not goes. afraid for his life. I'm afraid for... I'm afraid that someone is going to just make Kotaku headlines. Yeah. Something awkward. I'm afraid for his his awkwardness. Is there? Is he? Is he having a panel? Probably. Oh, oh no! Does he know what Magfest <laughs> is? <laughs> this isn't GDC. It's <laughs> anyways. Uh, uh, but yeah, we gotta we gotta head out. Uh, yeah, we have we have schedules to keep track with. I'm doing a stream in ten minutes, so I gotta go. Oh my go. god! Okay.
Go have fun playing Bush. Uh, Rainbow Six Dads. I will. Yeah. And every, every, give Rainbow Six Dads a chance. Yeah. It's been an honor and a pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me on. It for has sure. been as well. A lot of fun. Thank you, Wooly. Bye. Right, everybody. Bye. 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 Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.